Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with Scott Thompson. He's the counselor for Ward 2 in Richmond Hill. I have known Scott well before he was elected. We often discussed municipal politics. So welcome, Scott. Hello there, Marge. I am very glad that you could join me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. But uh, let's start, Scott. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, what were you doing before you became a counselor? Well, I think uh, I'd like to just quickly expand on why you and I know each other and why we often discuss, you know, municipal politics. And of course, I, I first met you when I was campaigning in uh, 2018. And then in December 2019, you had actually asked me if I would uh, join the executive team for the Council Accountability Group, which you were a co-founder of. And um, so that's how, you know, obviously you and I got talking politics quite a bit. Um, so before uh, my, my term with you on the the uh, Council Accountability Group. I, I served on Richmond Hills Committee of Adjustment from 2014 to 2018. And before that, uh, I had retired from uh, a 37 year career in first uh, municipal uh, government for 15 years and then provincial government for another 22 years where I ended my career in financial risk management and control. And at the time of my retirement, I was managing the credit card programs for all the provincial ministries, agencies, boards, and commissions. Okay, that sounds uh, pretty tough stuff. Okay, so now you are a counselor. It's been about six months since you've been sworn in. Uh, Have there been any big surprises? Surprises? No, I wouldn't say surprises. Uh, Disappointments, yes. You know, uh, without going into too much detail, let's just say that I'm disappointed with how certain provincial bills are being passed uh, without a lot of thought going into the impacts that they present. Um, You know, I, I would say, you know, Bill 23 is a classic example where there are still way more questions than answers needed that would provide us as a municipality with the necessary means to support or even meet the targets of the bill in its current form. And uh, it, it just, you know, we're at a point here in into this new term where we already have to start thinking about uh, next year's budgets and, and uh, so forth. And there are just too many unknowns with these bills that are being passed. So um, surprise, no. Disappointed, yes. Okay. You were one of six ward councillors, and then we had the regional local councillors. Did you know all of the people that were elected before uh, before you uh, started your term? 
Um, well, obviously, because of my time with the Council Accountability Group, I, I knew Carol Davidson. Um, and I already had a pretty good relationship with uh, David West. And part of that is because of my time on the Committee of Adjustment. Uh, he was also a former Committee of Adjustment member. So when I was first getting started, I had reached out to him just to, uh, you know, help get a, a better understanding. And um, uh, he's just been really receptive to uh, helping people. I really appreciate uh uh, David in, in that regard. And it turned out that his brother, Sean, was uh, my daughter's coach in ringette. So it was just, you know, you get that little six degree of separation happening all the time. Mm -hmm. Very good. And how about the staff? Like you would have known some of the staff from sitting on the Committee of Adjustment, but there, there are a lot of City of Richmond Hill staff. You know there are. Um, I have to admit, I, I, I'm not even sure what our our complement is in terms of staff. Um, and yeah, so I, I've certainly met, uh, you know, some, some staff at, at that time, obviously the commissioner, uh, Calvin Kwan, um, and, and others. Uh, but since coming in as a counselor, I, little by little, yes, I'm getting to know more and more of our management staff, but I don't get a lot of opportunity to have contact with our frontline staff. Um, you know, one of the things is that our building passes, it only provides us with access to our, our floor only. And there are no other departments on our floor. It's just us. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and, you know, obviously there's probably some history involved on why counselors don't have access to the other floors. Um, and, I got to tell you a, a little story here because it seems that our staff or at least our frontline staff are perhaps suffering some PTSD because I went and called one of our departments. I, I won't say which department it was, but I, I called with what I was just going to ask as a very general question, a question that a resident would call and expect to be able to get a quick answer on. And as soon as they recognized that it was a counselor calling, you know, it's like, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, my goodness. It's a counselor calling. And, and you know, they're going, hold on. And, and I can hear them talking to somebody else saying, it's a counselor. You know, I, I, we're not allowed to talk to counselors. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, seriously, really? You know, like, you know, so it seems that's why perhaps I'm only getting to know management more and more and not our uh, you know, our frontline workers, because like I say, I think there's probably some T PTSD there for maybe mm -hmm. some bad experiences in the past. And it just seems that, uh, you know, and, and I can't confirm this, but that's what it feels like. It just feels yeah. that, uh, hmm. you know, there's, there's some sort of rule of engagement and, um, you know, so that, that's where it is in terms okay. of, Oh, okay. I, I think you guys need a big picnic or something to get outside and know each other. So exactly. But I'm also curious about where your office's office is. It's on the second floor, I believe. And you you've got space, a little room with the other counselors and regional counselors and mayor, and there's a, a lot of admin staff. Like, do you have a like a lounge, a, a you know, lunch room? What's the space actually like? Um, so 
I'll go to your first question about uh, second floor. So, so it's true we're on the the second level, but the second level is actually called the first floor. So where you come in on on you know at the main entrance, that's called the ground floor. So, so we're number one, I guess. You know. <laughs> and uh, in terms of uh, a lounge or a lunchroom, uh, no, we we do have a servery area where. Uh, you know, there's fridge, microwave, sink, you know, we have, you know, cups, dishes, utensils, and, and we can certainly make coffee or tea. So if we have uh, guests coming into our offices, we can certainly offer them, you know, something. Uh, it's also where we can, you know, preheat uh, something if we're going to, you know, try and wolf down something in between meetings or something, you know, then uh, yes, we can, we can do that. But otherwise, we're, uh, we don't get uh, a lounge type atmosphere where we can accommodate our guests. It's either in our offices or in the boardroom. Right. Okay. So no luxury space. It's not like you're working for a, one of these tech firms downtown and have catered lunch. No. 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 Okay. Okay. How much time do you usually spend in a week, like in the office? Well, only being here six months, I, I'm not sure that, you know, I still have a good grasp on on what it, it's going to be. But what I am finding is that it, it's starting to be less and less uh, in the office as, you know, more and more residents, groups, applicants, organization developers, they're, they're all requesting our time. But, you know, it's usually on site. Somebody wants to show us something specific you know, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, if I was to try and put right at the moment physically how much time I spend in the office, it's probably only around 30% now. You know, whereas when we first got into our offices, yeah, it, we, we were here quite a bit. But like I say, pandemic, um, you know, everybody's liking to meet people in 3D now and, uh um, you know, be on site for things. So yeah, it's it's seems to be less and less. Ask me in a year, and I might be able to give you a better idea. Okay, I'll revisit these questions in a year. Good. <laughs> so you, there's one council meeting scheduled a week, and sometimes it's a, a committee, of the whole. Sometimes it's a public council meeting. Are there other regularly scheduled meetings? Like, do you have a lot of meetings? Absolutely. <laughs> um, there's. Generally, there's going to be some sort of major program project going on that may prompt uh, scheduling of numerous meetings, such as, you know, the official uh, plan update process. You know, so there's a, a whole host of meetings that's, um, you know, involved with a project like that. Plus, you've got various boards and committee meetings that are, are being scheduled. Uh, occasionally, there will be special uh, a council meeting schedule where staff may provide a presentation to address new initiatives that are coming down the pipe, such as Bill 23, you know, um, Young North Subway Extension, those types of things. So, yeah, there's never a dull moment. Okay, you're not sitting there twiddling your thumbs wondering about what to do next. Okay. Now, there are Certain committees, like I, I had sat previously on the Heritage Richmond Hill Committee, and there was a staff, uh, councillors on that, two councillors. I know other councillors sit on other committees, and you, you sort of, at the beginning of the term, you divide them up. So what 
committees did you get stuck on? Did you have a choice? And uh, yeah. Uh, well, stuck, I wouldn't say that. Um, the mayor certainly provided us with an opportunity to indicate which committees and boards were of particular interest to us. And then, you know, the mayor opened up dialogue with each of us before asking if we were comfortable with what he was thinking of for uh, our assignments. Um, so some of us may have not got our number one picks, but all in all, I believe everyone was comfortable with the committee assignments. And, it, and it's worth noting that there's nothing precluding, you know, a council member from attending another committee meeting. So, you know, if, if there's particular input that, uh, you know, I, I wanted to provide, I can certainly go and attend, you know, those other meetings and, and provide my input. Um, in terms of the committees I, I'm on, uh, so I've been assigned to the um, Business Improvement Area Committee, which, you know, obviously makes perfect sense. So, uh, and I'm on that committee along with uh, Councillor Tree from Ward 4. And, you know, with, with our two wards bordering, you know, basically encompassing all of the, the Business Improvement Area, it certainly makes perfect sense for the two of us to be on that particular committee. And I'm also a member of the library board. So I'm, I'm quite happy with both assignments. Okay, very good. Uh, I expect that you get lots of emails. Uh, how many emails per day do you think you get? Or per week? Uh, so email seems to be the prominent communication of choice. And I would suggest the ratio between email and phone calls is probably like 20 to 1, you know. Um, but I, I'm lucky. I, I have an experienced executive assistant in Nikki Sabet. And Nikki's she's able to address many of the emails and calls that, that come in. However, it's not uncommon for us to have a quick discussion on any given matter that comes forward to ensure that we respond appropriately. And I think it would be important to note that Nikki has full access to my email and voice messages. So regardless of how well people might know me, it's always best to keep a professional decorum when corresponding with me. Um, but in terms of numbers, I, I was looking at approximately, I think it's around 200, um, emails a week, which is really quite manageable. That, that's, that's not, uh, uh, not a lot. You know, when I, when I think about, you know, when I retired a dozen years ago, what, what we were faced with in terms of emails. So, um, but, you know, you could, you could get one email that could, you know, require a lot of time. Yes, you know? definitely. Yeah, so that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Okay, so some good advice. Remember, any email to you, Nikki reads as well, but Nikki's a nice person, <laughs> so I'm not really concerned about that. And I do think I've made some uh, typos, but uh, she won't forgive me for that. Okay, uh, Ward 2, are there any specific issues that uh, Ward 2 uh, faces? Any uh, things that you, is it unique in some ways? Unique? Well, uh, let's just say that I'm not looking forward to our next snowfall. Uh, I'm sure every councillor will tell you that snow removal has been a huge issue. So that's not unique to uh, Ward 2 
but certainly right across uh, um, all wards. Um, I would say, I'll give you an indication of the types of things that, that I, I get, and this is in no specific order. Um, uh, road safety issues, uh, bylaw infractions, like uh, all kinds of them, noise, dog poop, property standards, parking, construction sites, uh, garbage, you know, the, the list is endless when it comes to, you know, infractions uh, requiring bylaw. Um, development applications, people are always asking about what's going on with this application or a different application, that type of thing. If I was going to say that there's something kind of unique to Ward 2, I'd have to say homelessness encampments. Um, I've, I've had, uh, since I've taken office, I've had three separate uh, encampment locations uh, crop up in Ward 2. Um, so it's, uh, again, that won't be specifically unique to Ward 2 versus uh, across Richmond Hill, but uh, I think that I've certainly, it's been more prominent in Ward 2 than any of the other wards. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't like to think about homelessness, but uh, yeah, I, I do. I'm not surprised that you mentioned that. I know that you attend a lot of public events, lots going on. Uh, I'm busy going to events, so I think you must be busier. Uh, so how many public events would you attend each week? Any guesses uh, for that? Yeah, um, I mean, it's true. I, I do attend a lot of public events. I'm sure you've seen my social media and uh, and say, you know, what is this guy, just a photo op guy? You know, <laughs> I'm sure some people think that. Um, but I would say on average during the weekdays or the weekday evenings, probably two, maybe three uh, a week. And then... Um, on the weekends, I would say typically you're hitting three or four different events uh, on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. But right now, I find it's exploded by the number of events that things to go to. So, and for I, I regard it as positive. So, I hope you enjoy yourself at some of these events. So, that's good. Oh, absolutely. I was at the Connecting the Community this morning. <laughs> yes, that was good. Okay. And, like, do you have a change of whole, like, Clothes, shoes in your car. Like I, I've done that where I, okay, I'm not getting up. I got to go change. So I, I have to admit the, the thought has crossed my mind. I have not done that as of yet. And maybe part of that is because um, I'm not always in the same vehicle. So, but I should keep an extra set of uh, clothes here in the office, you know, yeah. so good, I good idea. Mark. <laughs> yes. I, I think also you're in Ward 2, which is the center of the Richmond Hill. So if you were way up in Oak Ridges or down at Highway 7, it may be a bit more challenged, but you can, you can run home and change, which is that's true. being in Ward 2. So uh, any goals for your, for this, the four years in term, you got three and a half years left, anything you want to accomplish? Um, yes. I, I do. <laughs> um, I'm sure you recall that during our uh, council accountability group days together that we spent a lot of time discussing a number of different policy issues where we felt uh, some updates, so I'll just call it that, uh, were definitely needed. Um, so 
at at this point, I think it's a little premature to talk about those particular things that I'd like to bring forward as motions. But trust me, there are some motions forthcoming. So uh, all I can say is stay tuned at this point. Okay, I've got a couple of things I'm going to be asking you about offline to see if we can get a few things. Uh, you reminded me some of our issues that we did have. Okay. Uh, anything else that you'd like to add, Scott? Sure. Uh, I would like to say that prior to the election, people were questioning whether this position warranted a, a full-time salary. And what I can definitely tell you is that after being in this position for six months now, uh, is that it is definitely not a part-time job. In fact, I would suggest that this is an all-the-time job. So, um, you know, even though the requirements of this position is to be a Canadian citizen at least 18 years old and a resident or tenant or landowner in Richmond Hill, this is definitely not a position for everyone. And per particularly for those who have conflicting priorities, if you're, you know, trying to run a business or, you know, raising a family, those types of things, um, I don't believe that you'd be able to provide the type of attention that this position requires. And so I'll, I'll leave it at that. But if I was going to add one more thing, and I'm not sure when this podcast is, is going to air, I will be hosting a safety symposium at Elgin Barrow Arena on June the 8th from 7 till 9 p.m. So uh, I'll throw that shameless, shameless plug in right now. Um, you know, because I will have various community safety organizations there and uh, they'll be able to answer many questions and help people, you know, to to lead the, the most safe uh, lives that they can. And I will have some prizes and handouts and giveaways, that type of thing. So, okay. you know. no problem with your plugs. That's good. This should be out on May 23rd. So, yes, the people listen to it the first couple of weeks. Good for them. And uh, can I come? Like, I'm not a Ward 2 resident. It'll be open to everybody. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay. I do like to end the podcast with a question. Ask the same question, everyone. Name one thing you really like about this community. I know what you want me to answer with, you know, and you want me to say compassionate community. <laughs> uh, but I, I do have to give my own take. And because I've been a 25-year resident here, raised my family here, it's the amenities, the amenities that Richmond Hill has to provide, particularly for, you know, a growing community are, you know, bar none, top notch. We're, we're very lucky to have the types of amenities that we have. Um, and yeah, so that, that, that's the one thing. And if I'm going to talk about amenities, let me just throw another shameless plug in here. And I wanna throw it in for the, uh, the libraries. If, if you haven't been to the library in a while and you've got a preconceived notion about it, it's time to get the preconceived notions out of your mind. You need to go to the library. You will be surprised what our modern libraries offer at, at this point. I mean, it's incredible. We, we, you'll find a treasure trove of resources, curated programs, hand-on experiences, uh, cozy spaces. It, it's 
we're home to the largest genealogical collection in York region. And we have maker spaces where you can build, design, and create your own do-it-yourself project. So I strongly urge you to check out what our libraries have to offer. So to sum it up, amenities. That's okay. my number one. Thank you. I was going to ask you to expand. Like, what you, did you mean by amenities? Was it soccer fields? But you, that included our library. So I'm sure you do mean the arenas and the community centers. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, Absolutely. yes, the libraries, definitely. So as you know, my, my kids were in sports, both in Ringette and, and uh, Richmond Hill hockey and uh, uh, ballet, all kinds of things. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, from the United Church, uh, we had uh, Bravo was in there. My daughter was in ballet there and uh, you know it, it just there was just so much available for for our growing community you know we just have to tap into it that's all right yes i think both of us uh do cottage up in the Halliburton area and i think um you know i love it up there but i realize we have so much so many more amenities here there's just so much happening so many things to do and uh uh, I think it's incumbent upon all of us here in Richmond Hill to actually take advantage of what we we have. So it's uh, we are fortunate. Absolutely. Great way, to, great way to end this podcast. So, Scott, thank you very much and uh, for taking time. Put your uh, website and your um, uh, information about your upcoming uh, safety symposium as well. So uh, great talking with you. Okay. Always a pleasure, Marge. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marj, M-A-R-J, at marjandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.